I do not believe that what's happening today is an accident. Can I just talk to you for a second? Listen, we're, we're talking about prayer. We are in an urgent, there's an urgent need in our nation. There's an urgent need in our, we're in a time where like never before, the church needs to be the church. And the church needs to rise up and do what they're called to do and pray. And this week was to be our days of prayer. We, were, we had this plan that we were gonna be in here 6 a.m. to 8 p.m. every day for the next several days, just praying and interceding. And I believe the enemy wants to stop the church from praying because if he keeps the church from praying, he keeps the church powerless. But listen, I don't care where you are. I don't care if you're not able to come in this building because we're not gonna be able to open up this week for those days of prayer. But I want you to know something right where you are. I want to I want us to intercede this week like you've never prayed before. I want you to get on your knees and begin to pray not out of desperation, not out of a, a begging attitude, not out of a oh me, oh my, what are we going to do? You get on your knees. The word of God says you can boldly approach the throne of grace and you can do that in here or you can do that at home just as easy as you can in here. You can do it no matter where you are. You can boldly approach the throne. I believe this week we need to get praying because we've got some we've got some needs in our world and things things only happen when you pray. Do you understand that things only happen when you pray? We talked about that a little bit last week, but I believe the Lord's calling us to prayer. And not just for a day or two, we're called into a season of prayer in this time, in this hour, because God wants to he wants to shake some things, he wants to shift some things, he wants to do some things in our world because I look at what is going on in our world and I can see this is not the will of God. I can see it. Now I know I understand the the times are coming to an end, and I believe that too. But I don't believe that it's God's will for there be to, to, to be viruses in our church. No, no, no. That has no place in our church. We need to be a praying church and get rid of this thing. There is, it is not God's will for some of this chaos and some of these the madness that's going on around the world. That is not God's will. So I can pray according to the will of God and bring some things to a change, but we need to, as a church, be praying. So I want to ask you this week, if you would, pray with us. If you would, please intercede, just like you had a, maybe a plan to come in here and pray certain times. We were going to pray together as a church at 6 a.m. And, and 12 p.m. and 6.30 p.m. And, and different times and had the whole thing open throughout the day. But if you had a plan to come, you make a place in your home. You get alone in your prayer closet and you just begin to call out to the Lord because I'm, I'm going to teach you some things today. And I believe the Lord's given me a message for you about getting your prayers answered getting your prayers answered because I believe the Lord gave us prayer for a reason. And it's not, sometimes people think, well, I gotta, I gotta pray because there's nothing else I can do. And, and man, it just seems, things seem bad. I better just whine to the Lord a little bit. That's not why God gave us prayer. He gave us prayer to change some things. He gave us prayer so that we could talk to him and bring heaven to earth. That's why we have prayer. So I want to talk to you about this this morning. So anyway, welcome to AFA Church, if you missed the beginning of the service, I mentioned that we have several people who are, are not feeling well and some of these kind of things. And so just as a precaution, we're doing online service, but we are back again next week. And I hope that you can join us. And I wanted to open up this morning um, in John chapter 16. I shared some things in our Wednesday night class. I know many of you weren't able to be in there. I want to share a few things that maybe will overlap with that. But I want to, I want to really get into this. 
how to get your prayers answered because I believe that, that God gave us prayer so that we could have our prayers answered. Amen. And um, I, I heard about a, um, something that happened in Congress. I think it was this past week. Uh, someone told me, I don't watch the news much, but I heard about this prayer that was prayed in Congress. Maybe you heard about this. And it sounded like it was a, a nice prayer in the beginning, but this is how the man closed his prayer. And he, he said, we ask in the name of the monotheistic God, Brahma, a, and God known by many names and many different faiths. And then he said, amen and a woman. I don't know what that is. I, I do know what, it's nonsense. I, there's so much nonsense in there, I can't even begin to break that down. But let me just say, uh, that's how our Congress opened up. That's not a prayer that's going to get answered, and I can tell you why. I can tell you with confidence whatever he prayed was not going to get answered because you can't pray in the name of Brahma because there's no God Brahma. There's a false God. There's a demon maybe named Brahma, but he's not going to answer your prayers. There's only one name that the church has been given. There's only one name in the world. Salvation is found in no other name. There's only one name that, that is given to us to meet our needs. There's only one name that we're, we, we can't find it anywhere else. There's only healing in one name. There's only deliverance in one name, and it's the name of Jesus. So if you don't pray in the name of Jesus, you don't have anything, Jack. You ain't gonna get your prayers answered because you're not praying the way you were told to pray. And here's what Jesus said. I read this at the beginning of service in John chapter 16, so look at this with me. John 16, 23, Jesus said, in that day, what day is he talking about? He's talking about now. In this day that we live in, because back then, this is before he went to the cross, he said, no, look, there's coming a day. It's not yet, but it's coming a day where you won't ask for anything. And when he went to the cross, that was the day. He said, you won't ask me anything. I assure you, anything you ask the Father in my name, he'll give it to you. Until now you've asked for nothing in my name. Ask and you'll receive so that your joy may be full, may be complete. And so he says, how are we supposed to ask? Ask in the name of Jesus. The name that's above every other name. In the name of Jesus. See, he gave, here's what he did. When he gave you his name, he gave the church right here. He said, use my name. You could, hey guys, you can ask the Father, make sure you use my name. You know, if you go someplace and somebody says, hey, when you go to, when you go to such and such store, make sure you tell them I sent you. Why, why would they tell you? Because the name carries something. It carries some power. So if I, if I walk in on my own and I say, hey, I, I'm here and I, I, I want to buy a car. Well, that's fine. They're going to they're gonna treat me like any other Joe off the street. But I, if I say, hey, Bobby Kivett sent me. Oh, wait a minute. Bobby Kivett sent you. Let me treat you with some respect. I'm going to treat you like I treat Bobby because you're coming not in your own name. You're coming in somebody. You're coming in a name that carries some authority. When Jesus said, hey, use my name, he's giving the church the power of attorney. You can, you, if someone gives you the power of attorney, you know, you can sign your name to their checks. And it's just like they signed it because you've got the power of attorney. You can do, you can go purchase a house in their name. It didn't cost you anything. You just, I'm just going to sign, I'm going to sign Bobby Kibbe's name because he gave me the power of attorney. I don't know why I'm picking on Bobby because he's here this morning. That's, I guess that's why. You can sign the name. 
because you've been given the power of attorney. So Jesus said, use my name. When you pray, when you ask the Father, make sure you use my name. And anything that you need, you're going to get it. He didn't, he didn't put any stipulations in there, did he? He didn't say, you can you use my name as long as it's for something spiritual. He said, use my name when you pray. So I want to tell you today, you can pray and you can have whatever you ask for in the name of Jesus. I want you to understand this. I was, I was talking to my four-year-old the other night. I was putting him to bed and he started to tell, starts telling me this story. He says, his little brother, who's two, and he said, he said, he hurt his finger. I said, oh no, did he hurt his finger? Yes, he hurt his finger, daddy. He ran into something, he hurt his finger bad. I said, oh no, is he okay? He said, yes, he's okay, because I prayed for him. I said, oh, that's good. You, that's good that you prayed for him, because Jesus can heal him, can't he? And he looked at me and he said, yes, because Jesus has all the powers. And I thought, isn't that great? Jesus, he's got all the powers. And listen, it's, it's, I understood something in that moment. I, I thought, that's the faith like a child. You know, because you tell a child, there's nothing that God can't do. That God can heal you. God can save you. He can, whatever, whatever it is that you need, he can give it to you. And you know what a little kid will do? Okay, they'll believe it. You tell them, you tell them a man, a fat man's going to come down their chimney and put presents under the tree. You know what they do? Okay. And we'll, so you, we lie to the kids. Don't worry. A fat man's going to come down the chimney and leave you presents. I, I want the kids to know the presents came from me because I spent the money on it. I want to get a little credit here. No fat man came down our chimney. I gave, I, I'm not going to lie to you. But listen, kids just have a way of believing things that sometimes adults, we got to get worked up to. You know what I mean? Because we got this thing called a brain that feel nothing, nothing, nothing's getting past this brain. I'm going to figure this out here. If you say God's going to heal me, I'm going to figure out how it's going to happen. What's going to, what, what do I get? All this different stuff. How that's impossible. I don't, I don't know about it. We get through it. We got our brains that don't let us believe with our spirits, but you're never called to believe this word with your brain. You're called to believe with your heart. That's your spirit. And so listen, he, Jesus says this, ask whatever you want in my name. I want to talk to you just for a second about this name. I want you to go to Philippians chapter 2 in verse 5, and they'll put it up on your screen. He says this, make your own attitude that of Christ Jesus, who existed in the form of God, and he did not consider equality with God as something to be used for his own advantage. Instead, he emptied himself by assuming the form of a slave taking on the likeness of men. And when he had come as a man in his external form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even to death on a cross. Now listen to this. For this reason, God highly exalted him and gave him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow of those who are in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. So listen to this. God highly exalted him, and he gave him a name. He gave him the name that's above every other name. Every other name. There's no other name. It doesn't matter if who you meet on this earth. There's no greater name. It doesn't matter. Listen, he says he gave him a name that those in heaven will bow to, that those on the earth will bow to, and even those under the earth will bow to. There is nowhere you can go in heaven, 
or on earth or in hell that where you're going to find a greater name. There's no place you can go in heaven where people won't bow to that name. There's no place you can go in hell where the demons of hell won't bow to the name. So listen, I want you to know something today. And I, I might be preaching a little bit hard, but I want you to catch this. I want you to catch it. You got the name. There is no demon in hell that can come against you that won't bow to the name of Jesus. You speak the name of Jesus over your life, over your family, over your situation. And like we sang in that song, giants fall when you stand. When you use the name, the giants will fall. When you use the name of Jesus, the devil has to bow. When you use the name of Jesus, angels are at your disposal. Everything in all of creation, heaven, hell, the earth bows to that name. There is no greater name than the name of Jesus. And so Jesus said, hey, you use my name. You're going, you need something? You make sure you use my name. You tell him Jesus sent you and you're gonna get whatever you want. Amen. So listen, you should have, you should have your prayers answered. Why? Not because you're something special, but because you're using the name. If I give you my credit card, and I say, go to the store. You should not come back and say, I didn't have the money. No, I gave you my card. Use it. Until they decline it, you can use it. It's, it belongs to me. So whatever you have makes no difference because I've given you something that belongs to me. That's what Jesus did. He gave it to you. He said, use it. And you know what we do? We say, well, Lord, I don't know. I, I don't really want to ask for too much here. And we kind of get humble. We think we're being humble, but we really don't, we just don't believe him. Lord, I don't know if I should, I, you know, he said, ask for whatever you want. We ask, we ask for, oh, just maybe, Lord, just a dollar. Go buy a little something, you know, whatever, whatever I need. And he said, ask for whatever you need. You ask for it and you'll receive it in the name of Jesus. I think we just don't get how much authority there is in that name. I don't think we understand how much power there is in that name. The name that's above every name. Come on. Do you think Jesus, let me ask this question. Do you think Jesus got his prayers answered? Every prayer that he prayed. Do you believe Jesus got it answered? Why? Because he was Jesus, right? Well, that's good enough. He was Jesus. And we think, well, he was Jesus and I'm not. But we can use his name. So when we pray in the name of Jesus, it's just like Jesus was praying. You've got the Holy Spirit in you. you. Listen, the Spirit, does the Spirit of God live in you? And Jesus said, you can pray so God lives in you and you can pray using the name of Jesus. And so that means your prayers should get answers just like Jesus did. Again, I'm not elevating you, I'm elevating him because that's what he told me to do. So I got into this a little bit last week and I want you to look again, Matthew chapter six, and we're talking about getting your prayers answered. Matthew chapter six, Jesus tells his disciples how to pray. The disciples, they, they say, Lord, teach us how to pray like, you know, John taught his disciples, why don't you teach us too? And so Jesus tells them this in verse nine, pray like this. He says, our Father in heaven, your name be honored as holy. And I want to stop right there for a second because I want, I want you to catch this. This is how Jesus taught us to pray. So Jesus said to pray, our Father in heaven. 
He didn't teach him to pray, Father of Jesus in heaven. He didn't teach him to pray, Oh, sovereign God, who I am not able to very much communicate to very well. And he said, our father. That means he's saying, look, he's Jesus's father and he's your father. Jesus was saying he's my father and he's your father. He's our father. And I think, I think this is probably a lot of people's hang up. They don't understand who they are. See, Jesus knew what he was about to do. He knew that he was coming to make them right with God again and to restore sonship because that's how God intended. He made Adam, and if you, as you go, I, I read this one time as I was reading through the genealogies, and it might even be in Matthew here. He goes through the genealogy. No, it's in one of the other ones. He goes through the genealogy, and when he gets to Adam, because it says everybody was the son of somebody, you know, Abraham was the son of Terah, and this one was the son of that one, that one was the son of that one. When it gets to Adam, it says he was the son of God. Wow. Wow. God was his father. God's our father. And Jesus was coming to restore that, what had been lost. So Jesus says, you can pray, my father. In John, 1 John chapter 3, you know this scripture, verse 1. He says, behold what manner of love the father has given unto us that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore the world knoweth, knoweth us not because it knew him not. He came, Jesus came to make you a son again. He came to restore your identity. See, why is that important? Because if I don't know who I am, I can never really approach God. I'll always think myself inferior, I'll always think I'm not good enough to come before God. But if you recognize who Jesus made you to be, you can do what the word of God says and boldly approach the throne of grace. Listen, you don't have to grovel at the feet of Jesus. You don't have to come before God and grovel like a beggar. I don't know if you ever heard that song, I'm just a beggar in the presence of the king. I wanna tear out my radio when that comes on. I turn it off for sure. You're not a beggar. What kind of demon gave you that thought? You're not a beggar. You're a son. Can you imagine a king sitting on his throne and his own child, a prince in the kingdom, comes and he begs at the king's feet for something? A king would be embarrassed. Get up, boy, before I whip you. You can have whatever you want because you're part of this kingdom. But we act like that with God and we wonder why we don't get what we're asking for because you're praying stupid prayers. Start praying the way God's meant you to pray. See, this is what religion does. Religion blinds people to who they are. Religion doesn't want you to understand who God made you to be. Religion doesn't want you to have what God's freely given you. If I've, had, I've heard people mock this idea that we think we're children of the king. Oh, you think you're just king's kids. You think you're just everything's for you. Yeah, because that's what the Bible says. I'm a child of, of God. That means he's the king and I'm his child. That's exactly what, it, you're exactly right. But they mock it because they've got this religious mentality that says, no, you can't, you're not anything special. It's not that I'm special, it's that he is and he made me special. I'm special. People used to tell me that when I was a kid. I don't know. But listen, you've got everything you need because you've got the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. 
He says, he says this, and can you put that up on the screen? Job 38. He says to Job when, when God's having this conversation with him, have you entered the place where the snow is stored? Can you imagine? We, we needed a little bit of that store. My kids were begging for the storehouses to be opened on Friday, but they didn't get any. It was so disappointing. Have you seen the storehouses of hail? which I hold in reserve for times of trouble, for the day of warfare and battle. What road leads to the place where light is dispersed, where the source of the east wind that spreads across the country? And listen, he, he's maybe, maybe he's speaking metaphorically, giving an illustration of, look, I've got, you, I've got stuff you don't even know about. You tell me where these things are. But I love that because, listen, where, where are the the storehouses of snow. And it makes me think, I, I, you know, there's storehouses. God's got storehouses of whatever his people needs. If you have a need, sometimes we approach God like this, like, oh, I just don't, I'm praying for something big here and I, I just don't really know. No, you need to know. You need to know the resources that are at your disposal. You've got, when, you, when Jesus said, you can use my name, he was giving you the credit card to the kingdom of heaven. And there are no there is no lack in the kingdom of heaven. There is only plenty of whatever you need. Listen, I've heard people talk about prophecies of arms and legs. We've, we hear that prophecy, arms and legs falling from heaven. And I believe we're gonna come into that season where there's gonna be, because God's got, I believe he's got storehouses of body parts. Somebody needs an arm, they're gonna wake up in the morning, there's their arm, they got a new arm. Where'd it come from? There's storehouses of that stuff. And we act like it's, there's a scarcity. Maybe you're, maybe you're watching today and you need, you need a new organ in your body. You need a new heart. You need a new liver. You need a new kid. There's storehouses of that stuff. You don't have to worry about it. You just ask in the name of Jesus. And you can have whatever you ask for. But I think the problem is we don't recognize what's at our disposal. You can ask for anything. In Matthew chapter six, continue with that, with that scripture, verse 10, he says, Jesus says, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We talked about this a little bit last week, but he told them to pray, your kingdom come. Your kingdom come. Invite the kingdom of God into your situation. If you're going through something today, invite the kingdom of God. Lord, your kingdom come. Because I'll tell you what, in the kingdom of God, there's no problems. Whoa, is that true? When you, when you get to heaven, you think you're gonna have trouble? What trouble are you gonna have? If there's something wrong, you're gonna say, hey, Lord, something's wrong over here. Boom, it's fixed, right? That's how it should be for you. See, but sometimes we get looking at our situation, we get looking at our problems, and it just seems so big. I've been guilty of it. Because you're going through something and it's all you can think about. You know, you keep, keeps you up at night. You're thinking about this problem. And we get focused on the problem instead of focused on the kingdom of God. What did Jesus say? Seek first the kingdom and his righteousness. We just got to invite the kingdom. See, I'm, I'm convinced there, is no, there are no problems in heaven. There's no confusion. You're always going to know exactly what to do. There's not going to be anybody sick. There's not going to be anybody worn out. There's not going to be anybody too tired. There's not going to be anybody that, that can't do something because they're, you know, oh, my knees don't work and my joints don't work and I'm, I need, like, they're like the, 
What's that guy? The tin man. I need the oil. Give me the oil can because things aren't there. You're not going to be worn out. In heaven, everything's going to work. So why not now? Well, it's just how things go. Your body just wears out and things just... Now listen. Caleb, when he was 85 years old, he said, I got the same strength I had when I was 40, in my 40s. Why do he have that? Because he believed the word of God. So if it can happen for him, why can't it happen for you? You've got a better covenant and you've got the name of Jesus. So you start speaking the name. Invite the kingdom of God into your situation. When the kingdom of God comes into my life, my life should look like heaven, okay? So if there's anything in my life that doesn't look like heaven, it needs to get fixed. What do I gotta do? Jesus said I could pray. Jesus didn't tell us to pray so that we could just have enough patience to put up with life for a few more years and then we'll get to heaven. He he told you to pray because your prayers are supposed to do something in this life now. You're supposed to get your prayers answered. Do you know that? If we do you believe that when you pray, your prayers are supposed to get answered. Jesus did not tell you how to pray, and then you know, sometimes you just won't get your prayers answered. You just got to deal with that. He didn't tell us that. You're supposed to get your prayers answered. And I think we're sometimes we got trouble because we want to see it. I, I prayed, I want to see it right, right now. But that's where the patience, endurance, faith. Keep believing, keep speaking, keep professing the word of God. Keep standing on that word because sometimes we give up too quick. But you're supposed to get your prayers answered. I'm not saying everything's always going to go perfect for you all the time. But when you need something, you can invite the kingdom of God. Listen, so I know we're dealing with some things today. You may be dealing with some stuff in your life. I'm telling you what to do today. You take your stand on the word. You start, you start inviting the kingdom of God into your situation. You start inviting the kingdom of God into your life. You speak the name of Jesus, and you're going to get your prayers answered. Jesus told his disciples this in Matthew chapter 18, verse 18. In the Amplified Bible, it says this, Truly I tell you, whatever you forbid and declare it to be improper and unlawful on earth must be what is already forbidden in heaven. And whatever you permit and declare proper and lawful on earth must be what's already permitted in heaven. I know that's a mouthful. The Amplified Bible is amazing. What we're familiar with is, he says, whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. Whatever you loosed on earth is loosed in heaven. I think it's created a lot of confusion sometimes. People don't know what that means, but here's what it means. Whatever the laws of heaven are, you can apply to this earth. So in your life, you can pronounce something as long as it's in line with what's in heaven. For instance, I can't, I can't get mad at somebody and say, Lord, I pray they die in the name of, I can't pray that. You know what I mean? Why? Because that's unlawful in heaven. Death is unlawful. It is not permitted in heaven. Okay? So I can't pray something that's not lawful in heaven. But what I can pray is what is lawful in heaven. Is healing lawful in heaven? Absolutely. There's no sickness there. So some sickness comes on you. Some virus comes against you. In the name of Jesus, sickness, I declare you're unlawful. Leave my body now. In the name of Jesus, you leave me alone. That's how Jesus told us to pray. That's the authority he gave us. He says, anything on this earth, you can forbid or declare unlawful as long as it lines up with what's in heaven. 
That's how you're supposed to pray. That's how you're supposed to speak. You have a right to declare things in your life unlawful as long as it lines up with heaven. We can bind sickness. We can declare it improper as long as it's improper in heaven. And so let me keep going with this. So Jesus says, your kingdom come, your will be done. Now listen, I think this is an area a lot of people get confused because they pray this, Lord, if it be your will, please heal sister so-and-so because you know she's not feeling good and they get, they get to groveling. But that whole thing, is it, Lord, is it your will? We get really confused at this. Is it your will? Here's what he says, and I think this is the reason of 1 John chapter 5, verse 14, he says, now this is the confidence. I know you're at home. Say that word confidence with me. Confidence, okay? You should have confidence when you pray. He says, this is the confidence we have before him. Whenever we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. Now listen, so this is where some people have such trouble because they say, I, I just don't know. Is it God's will? How can we ever really know? Lord, if it's your will, would they, would they live? If it's your will, they can die, whatever. We don't, so we pray wishy-washy prayers because we don't understand the word of God. So Jay, uh, John didn't say, now listen, you, you can have no assurance before God when you pray. You just gotta pray according to his will, throw it out there, let it happen, whatever, it, whatever will be, will be. That's not what he said. He said, you can have confidence. How can I have confidence? Pray according to his will. Well, how do I know his will? It's right here. It's right here in this word. You know, I, I think I said this last week, but people talk so often about the Lord just moves in mysterious ways. And we never really know what the Lord's up to. We never really know what he's doing. That's not true. You show me that in the word of God, that's not true. The only people who are confused are the people who don't know his word. The people who are outside of his covenant have no clue what he's doing. And they say, I wonder what God's up to. God must be doing something. But no, listen, he says in the word of God, he doesn't do anything without revealing it to his servants, the prophets. That means you should know what God's up to. You should know his will. And if you know his will, you can have confidence before God because you're asking in accordance to his will. Am I making sense this morning? Okay. So listen, he goes on in verse 15 and says, and if we know he hears whatever we ask, we know that we have what we've asked for. So if you know God hears you, and if you know you've asked in accordance to his will, you know you have it. Listen, I don't always see it the moment I have it, but I have it. I don't always see it, but I don't have to see it to know I have it. Are you with me? That's where that faith comes in. I don't have to see it. I want to see it. I believe I will see it. But just because I don't see it at this moment doesn't mean I don't have it. You can't tell me I don't have it. I believe I have it because he told me I have it. I don't want to look at what I can see in the natural to tell you what something is spiritual. Because you can't see spiritual things. It's spiritual. If you can see spiritual things all the time, then you, there's probably something strange about you. You're not normal. Listen, I can just because I don't see it in the natural doesn't mean I don't have it. I know I have it. How do I know I have it? Because his word says I have it. So listen, I want you to pray this week. I want you to believe God this week. I want you to declare some things. I want you to speak some things in the name of Jesus, and you believe you have it. Well, I don't, but I don't see it. I don't feel, hey, I don't feel better. I didn't ask you how you feel. Don't tell me how you feel. 
I heard somebody, somebody told me this story. Smith Wigglesworth, one day, he came downstairs. He was staying at somebody's home, and he came downstairs, and, and the man asked him, oh, Smith, how do you feel this morning? And he said, Smith jumped all over him and said, he said, I don't, I don't ask Smith Wigglesworth how he feels. I tell Smith Wigglesworth how he feels. And that's how we need to act. Listen, I don't, I don't need to check, body, how do you feel today? You feel okay? You feel good? You want to get up today? You feel, you feel all right? I tell my body how it feels. That's how we need to act. Because how, how, how I feel doesn't matter. What the Word says matters. What the Word says is, is how I live my life. I don't live by every, every word that my body tells me. I live by every word that comes from the mouth of God. You still with me this morning? I hope you haven't turned me off yet. Listen, we got to know his word so we can know his will. His word says he's the Lord who heals all of our disease. Jesus said that, that he's, he's he always, well, I don't know but what I was trying to say. He's, he says, Jesus, in Isaiah, here's what it is, Isaiah 53, Jesus carried our infirmities. By his stripes we're healed. Listen, so Jesus was always heard when he prayed. That's how he knew God was giving him everything he asked for. You have his Holy Spirit. You're a child of God. Do you think he hears you? Come on. And so he says, you have confidence before God. I want you to know something. The word confidence can also be translated boldness. You can have boldness before God. You can make bold requests before God. And God hears you. But I believe we got to get specific with our prayers. If I, if I have a need, now listen, this is how some people pray. If I have a need, and it's a very specific need, I need, maybe, I, let's just say I need, I need something, I need a car. And I say, Lord, I thank you that you know my needs. Lord, you know all of my needs before I ask. Thank you that you meet my needs, Lord. Amen. Listen, my prayers are supposed to give God permission to move in my life. What did I just, I didn't really pray anything. I prayed nonsense like that man who's praying in the wrong name. You got to pray in the name of Jesus. You got to say what you need. Lord, I need, I need healing for this. And then you know what I do? I find a scripture that goes along with what I'm praying for. And I pray that scripture over my, over my body, over my life, over my situation. So I'm not just praying some, some willy-nilly prayer. I'm speaking the word of God back to him. I'm speaking his word back to him because I know, I know if I have his word, I have his will. So I can say, like Psalm 103 says, he heals all my diseases. So if there's something going on in my body, I say, Lord, I thank you that you've healed me. According to your word, you heal all my diseases. The son of righteousness has risen with healing in his wings. Are you with me? So when you pray this week, I want you to pray some specific prayers. I want you to pray for our nation. I'm not a political person. I don't really get involved in politics, but I, there's something going on that's beyond politics right now. And I believe it's, it's crossed over into a spiritual, there's a spiritual war that's happening. And I don't, I don't, I don't know what's going to happen but I've heard enough things, prophecies and things being said that I know there's something happening. And I believe we need to pray. And we need to believe God. We need to stand upon the word. But we got to pray some specific prayers. Because I believe the enemy is angry. 
I believe the enemy is he's doing what the enemy does. He's out to steal, kill, and destroy, but we can stop him. He's already, listen, the devil is already under Jesus' feet. Every knee must bow to the name of Jesus. So sometimes the devil's running around doing stuff because nobody's stopping him. And they say, why does God let all this happen? You've got authority to stop that joker. You just step in and you speak the name of Jesus. So I believe we need to, we need to pray for our country this week. We need to pray for situations maybe in our, in our church and around the world with this virus and all this madness that's going on. And, the, and it's just so much crazy things happening. But this is going to be a year of change because the church is going to step in and be the church. The church is going to stand up. You might be in your home today watching. I want you to stand up in a few minutes, and we're going to pray. And we're going to declare some things unlawful because the enemy is is treading on unlawful ground. And everything he does is unlawful because he's a lawbreaker. He's lawless. But we can declare the word of God and take some authority over this situation. Amen? Listen, I believe... God's waiting on our prayers to do some things in this earth. And it's no wonder not much is happening in some places. We got to start praying some specific prayers. I got my kids a BB gun last Christmas. I took them out to show them how to use it. And you know, when you shoot something, you don't just, you don't just fire. You got to take your time and aim, don't you? You want to try to hit a target. You want to try to be specific and hit a center of the tar, you know what I mean? You got to take your time and aim that thing. And sometimes our prayers are just thought thoughtless, in meaning that you just sometimes you speak and you're not really thinking. You ever do that? It's amazing that you can you can use your mouth and speak without even thinking. It's just a natural. It'll just stuff will just come out of you. But listen, when you pray, you need to pray specifically. You need to pray to hit a target. You need to pray to do something. So you get your prayers ready and you start speaking some prayers that are gonna make some changes in your life, in your family, and in this world. Are you with me this morning? We're gonna have our worship team come and close this out. But I I heard a story about a a town that was a, a historically dry town. They never had alcohol permitted in the town and suddenly a bar moved in and this bar owner opened up his his bar and and the and the Christians were so upset they got together and had a prayer meeting and they prayed all night till midnight and they went home and and after they prayed in the middle of the night a storm blew into town lightning hit the bar and it burned to the ground the bar owner took the church to court and sued them and he they both stood before the judge. The bar owner said, explained his case. The church prayed and my bar burned down. I'm suing them. And the church, you know what they did? They stood up. They said, we had nothing to do with this. Don't point the blame at us. We had nothing to do with it. The judge made his proclamation. He said, well, however this thing turns out, there's one thing that's obvious. The bar owner believes in prayer and the church doesn't. And I think that's true for a lot of Christians. We say we believe in prayer, but we don't pray prayers that are designed to infect change, that are designed to do something. I want to challenge you this week. I want you to pray. I want you to pray and believe that God is going to do what you ask because that's what he says in his word, that you can have whatever you ask for. 
would you bow your heads with me right where you are? And I want us to pray, and I, I could have gone on, gone on with the Lord's Prayer. Jesus told us to pray for our daily bread. I don't know, maybe we'll do that another time. But he says, he says to pray and ask anything in my name. And so today, right where you are, we're going to pray. And I want you to pray and believe with me in the name of Jesus, because that's the only name that we are given to pray in. And when we pray in the name of Jesus, something's going to happen. But right now, right where you are, whatever your need is, would you just believe with me? And first of all, I want to pray for those of you that are struggling with this, with this sickness. And, and this thing is going, I believe, today in the name of Jesus. Lord, we come against that sickness. We come against that virus. We come against whatever else might be infecting the church. We rebuke you, sickness. We declare you are unlawful. You are not permitted in the people of God. We are the body of Christ. There is no sickness in, in Jesus' body. We declare it as illegal. We command it to go in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Lord, that we have whatever we ask for. If you're watching right now and you need a touch from God, you just receive that. Maybe there's something else in your, in your body that's wrong. You just receive it for whatever it is. Lord, in the name of Jesus, we thank you that bodies are being made whole today. We thank you, Lord, that miracles are happening. Sickness is leaving Diseases are leaving. People are being healed of all kinds of things because you're touching them. There is no distance with the Holy Spirit. I thank you right now. Your spirit is just moving among your people. Lord, I thank you for needs being met. I thank you for families being restored. We speak restoration over families. Maybe there's some families, somebody's watching. You've got a family member you haven't spoken to in years and years, and there's bitterness and, and things there. We rebuke bitterness in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Lord, for bringing restoration to those situations. Lord, there's some people with business situations that are, that are struggling, and they're not sure what to do, and things look bad. But Lord, we thank you right now. It doesn't matter how things look. I thank you that you're bringing the need. You're bringing the, 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 the provision today, right now, in the name of Jesus. You're meeting that need in the name of Jesus. Lord, I thank you for everything that we need is met in you. You are our source. And I thank you, Lord, for everything that's found in you. And right now, if you're watching today, and you'd say, Jesus is not my Lord. You've been talking about prayer. I've never really talked to God before. You can do it right now, right where you are, in your own home or wherever you're watching. You just say, Jesus, come into my life. Forgive me for my sins and make me a new person. And when you pray that prayer, Jesus comes into your life. So if you need Jesus in your life, you pray that today. You let us know that you prayed that prayer. We'll be happy to talk with you and give you some things to do further. But listen, I want you to know something. You can have whatever you need in the name of Jesus. And so I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord, today for your people. I thank you, Lord, that we have all of our needs met according to your riches and glory. We thank you, Lord God, for your goodness and your grace and your love to us. Lord, we thank you for being with us today. In your name we pray that. Amen. Amen. God bless you.